welcome everyone to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. I am your host, Larry. And I am your other host, Justin. So, big week this week. This is, I feel like, I feel like aliens were tackling, especially now we've gotten through like the history lesson part. We're on of, to the big boys. <laughs> of it, we're, we're getting into like the iconic things of like Dead Space 2 and The Thing, Night of the Creeps. Like we, we have a lot of really big things coming up and obviously this week is The Thing. Yeah. Um, very pumped. Justin and I both watched it. This, I'm not sure about you, but this was my first time legitimately watching the movie. Like, I've seen the the autopsy cardiac Every, arrest yeah. scene, but I think everybody has. Um, I think I've seen this probably like 20 times. I've okay, seen it a lot. I understand yeah. why now, yeah. but we'll, yeah. we'll talk more about that when we get into the review proper. Um, so before that, do we have any show like notes, housekeeping? I guess we can just make sure people are aware. After next week, the episodes will be pre-recorded, like yes. just weekly episodes. But um, with Justin getting married, kudos for you, snap, snap, thank snap. You, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, we the weeks so Night of the Creeps is next week. That's our last live episode, and then we have Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, our review of Halloween Kills, which will Wh- be... which which will that that will be live, right? Because I think yeah, I guess the Halloween Kills will it will be pre-recorded. But like, not in the same sense as Killer Clowns, since we. Oh yeah, we recorded that like a month ago, almost. Yeah, yeah, and then the other one will be Silent Hill: Homecoming. We're actually recording that next week with Ali from Bloody Disgusting and our one of our favorite patrons, Shannon. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, Yep, that's. I I did start it. Um, (laughs) We'll save our thoughts for next week, but I will say. I have been enjoying myself a lot more than I anticipated, and I think it's because you had me, you had me fearing a vampire hunter D. I'm I'm glad I I am glad that I broke it down so much so that you can enjoy it. I I think that's like the opposite of like blowing something up. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, yeah, I I, I got to save my thoughts on it because I I'm ready to just like <laughs> blow the the doors wide open on it. So I I, I got to keep my thoughts to myself for a minute. No. For now worries at all so besides obviously both of us playing sound hill homecoming and watching the thing justin what has been new with you um i have been oh uh i ordered our final oh i think the disc just came loose oh no it didn't i ordered our final silent hill game silent hill downpour i didn't realize that was our last one uh yeah i mean we can go into like the other ones if you want like there there's a remake of the first one for we i believe um but i think that's i think down, downpour is the last one but holy shit it's expensive um <laughs> last time like well basically when we started doing the sound health thing i looked it up and it was like 30 bucks <laughs> i wish i got it back then because it was like 50 bucks now and it's what is it let me see uh it is 2000 and i can't I, I can't see it on here uh anyways it's it's an old it's an old old game I, apparently i can play it in 3d if i wanted to but i'm not going to because cool. i don't have a 3d tv anymore <laughs> um god what a gimmick um i have i guess this comes out on monday so i can say i i've been playing far cry 6 i can't say anything else about it you bastard. I didn't know you got a code for it. We we can talk after this. Um, I never played any of them, but literally it's John Carl Esposito makes me want to play it. Like, that is oh, it. <laughs> see, I, I have I have a very uh, storied history with the, 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 the franchise. Uh, the first one was fucking weird. Don't play the first one. Uh, and, and one two and three were really, really good. Like, three is amazing. Uh, and then they've kind of gone downhill from there. So I'm, I, I am going to be interested to see where six lands. But on the PS5, yes, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, I've been playing Stardew Valley on my Switch. Um, listening to uh, the Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. Still on book four. About ten hours from the end of that, so I'll probably finish that next week. And I honestly don't think i've really been up to much else what about yourself larry so i'll start with books first and we'll do audiobooks i finally finished the hobbit oh nice nice um still just one of my favorite fantasy books ever it's like one of the first ones i read as a kid it's my favorite of all the tolkien books do you know who is the narrator bilbo like of the audiobook 
Oh, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the same guy who does the Lord of the Rings too, because I started a fellowship. Okay. Yeah, I mean something. Okay. Um, I'm enjoying that. Uh, I actually finally picked up um, and finished my best friend's exorcism. I kind of paused when Dante got sick and then school started, so I kind of ran out of like energy for it. But I was really yeah. I didn't want to play any video games. I didn't want to watch TV because I feel like that's all I'm doing for the podcast in my spare time. <laughs> so I wanted to do yeah, different. So I finished my best friend's exorcism, and I really liked it. I really like Grady Hendrix. I only have one more book of his left to read. That's Which been released one so far. It's called We Sold Our Souls. It's about a yeah. rock band who sold their souls to the devil become famous. Interesting. See, I, I like, even though the, the last one, uh, the one that you got me to uh, l- I listen think to. that that one was probably really marred by the narrator. Yeah, see, that's my issue. It's like, I liked the subject, but when you find when you have a narrator that just like undersells everything and it's very monotone it kind of ruins the whole experience it'd be it'd be brutal because so for example my the order of my favorite books for him are final girl support group yeah horror store which is the one that yeah yeah the one that that really kind of made a bad taste in your mouth my best friend's exorcism yeah and then southern book club guide to slaying vampires Okay, interesting. And like, but I liked Southern Book Club Guide to Slaying Vampires. I had you read it. We read it on the podcast. Like, I enjoy it. It's more just like Final Girl Support Group. That's the slasher. Like, that's that's where I think most of our love. Well, goes. and it's very like almost nostalgia driven too. Nostalgia and like meta and just really yeah. cool. I loved Horror Store. Like, I'm a sucker for a good haunted house. I yeah. really, really, really am. And I hate IKEA. I think they're soulless <laughs> anyway. So to have something tear it apart like that. My best friend's exorcism, um, I did like it. Uh it got a little dark. It it got real dark actually. Maybe I'll I'll uh I'll I'll use like the sample thing in and find uh, out Audible. About. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's not bad and I, I again like I I have found with his books, like, you can start reading, and I found for myself, like, there's a point where, like, he just puts the gas pedal down <laughs> to the floor, and, like, I can't put it down. It's happened for every single one of his books that I've read. Like, I'm enjoying it, so you kind of slow, read a few chapters, put it down. And then, like, last night I started reading, like, at 1030 after I finished studying, and I could not put the shit down. I was up till 2 o'clock in the morning finishing the book. <laughs> Wow! Wow! Uh, wow! <laughs> yeah, like I, I just literally could not stop. Like, I had like I was, I don't know. I I love books that make you want to continue to turn the page. Yeah, I I mean, so I, I enjoyed uh, Southern. Uh, mm-hmm. I book can never club. remember the name. Yeah, the book club, and I I really liked uh, Final Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you would like my best friend's exorcism if okay, the narrator yeah, was in yeah. His. So that's the thing. It's like the narrator for those other two were fantastic, uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. But Horror Store is just... That's such a shame, too. <sighs> I mean, I sent, is, I, I, I sent you that exorcism, little bit. If you have a bad... It's like a teen girl yeah. telling the story of yeah, like, yeah. what happened to them. And I feel like if you have a bad narrator for that, it would... Like, if you had a, I don't even know. If there's a dude narrator for it, I think it would fucking suck. So I, I know the other two were female. And I again, they did an amazing job. But uh, the the one that did horror store was just like, I mean, I sent you the audio clip. I know I was there was so something exciting going on, and she and it was just like I was so disappointed because happened, that book is so creepy that. and weird, and weird shit happens, and yeah, that's a bummer. Um, video game wise, Destiny two. No. Oh wow. No, I haven't touched it this week. <laughs> uh, Silent Hill four. Uh, sorry, sorry, Silent Hill Homecoming. Yeah. Uh my phone tap games the trailer park boys <laughs> easy money and uh, of course. harry potter puzzle match <laughs> oh boy <laughs> pokemon go uh, the the dailies um really been slacking um and it all comes down to school like i like i haven't even watched this week's episode of american crime story or american horror story and the new in the second half of the season of american horror story started this week and i just haven't had time I, I mean, I, I feel you there. I mean, I, I still have Deathloop to go back and play. Never finished that. And, like, mm-hmm. um, what we do in the shadows, I, I think I'm, like, two or three episodes behind on oh, that. Wow. Like, there's just not enough time. Goddamn. Yeah, enough time. that's how I feel, too. And, like, I mean, I watched Prisoners of Ghostland for the yeah. Nick Cage show with Rachel. Um, if you want to check that out, that episode should be dropping within, like, a week, I think. I have to edit it and send it back to her. Um, and then I watched the first episode of Resident Alien. 
That was a trade off. Yeah. She watched an episode of Gossip Girl. I watched an episode of Resident Alien. Has she continued to watch Gossip Girl? Uh, she said that she was intrigued. So now, <laughs> uh, I can tell you that as soon as I get a Hulu account, I will be watching all of Resident Alien. I found it the first episode to just be very, very. I, I bought the first episode. I couldn't. It was just going to be easier to buy it off of Amazon than to go through the hassle of setting up a Hulu account and looking it to my TV. Yeah. Um, it's super cute. A little dark. A little darker than I was prepared for, but but cute. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know uh, when Michelle and I go on our honeymoon there, there's going to be, I think, a day where we, I mean, we can't really do it a lot right now anyways with yeah. COVID and everything. Um, so I plan on just like filling up a hard drive and bringing my Xbox and just like nice. spending a day just binging everything that we've been missing out on. So maybe I'll toss a few episodes on there. There's only one season too, which is nice because sometimes you get recommended a show and there's like 12 seasons in a movie and it's like, <laughs> which is good if it's good but it's also like there's so much yeah um i just school school has just been taking up a lot of time i have my yeah. second accounting exam i'm doing well but it's just to do well it takes a lot of time so <sighs> adulting justin i guess is yeah basically what it comes down to oh oh shit i also bought a sweet ass fucking leather jacket <laughs> you did you look like leon s kennedy thank you uh it's called the jacket style apparently is called Ace. I felt like a douchebag going into that store. It smelled really good, though. No, I think you look great in it, and I'm very, very happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. It was, I got a, it was a big moment. $10 uh, hooded jacket from Amazon that is the color hey. of highlighter. Hey, I uh, all my underwear comes from Amazon. <laughs> oh, dude, I found Amazon Prime Wardrobe. Have you used that yet? No, I don't think we have it here. Okay, so Amazon Prime Wardrobe, you get clothes and you have seven days to return it. You can either ship it back in the bag they give you for free or you can drop it off at a Kohl's. Still for free. You do not get charged in, in, for whatever you keep. And you have seven oh. days to try it. Oh, see, for me, it's like if something doesn't fit right, I, I have like 30 days to send it back. So I just Yeah, but that. and the same thing for us, but with Prime Wardrobe, you don't get charged unless you oh, keep it. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll check to see if it is in Canada, but no, because like seriously, socks, underwear, all that stuff. I am on. Like, so okay, we're gonna get the stories <laughs> right. the review. So I was hunting down a pair of jeans. I yeah. tried. I only usually have like one pair of jeans because I'm more of like a gym short sweatpant kind of guy. Yeah, I'll have to change that if I ever become a manager and have to like lead people. I don't think they'll let me <laughs> rock a, my sweatpants anymore. But I always had one pair of jeans, and the pair I had was like two or three years old. And I think this happened during the summer. I think I posted it in Discord. The button popped off. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just, I was literally, I wasn't even, like, sitting down. I was, like, walking to my desk, and the button popped. Um, So, starting to get colder outside, thank God. And Devin and I went to, like, all these stores. Because the store that I like the most to get jeans is Express. Uh, not Express, Buckle. But they're, like, $100 a pair of jeans. Oh, yeah, no, like, fuck that. But they, they feel like, they feel like pajama pants. Okay. They're like they're like they're they're amazing. I love their jeans. Oh, dude, I got some stretch jeans if you want. They're they're really fucking comfortable. <laughs> well, we'll talk after. And so, uh, I tried to do it on Amazon. That's how I found the wardrobe. It didn't fit. I went to like four different stores. It's trying not to spend the money on buckle. And I was like, Devin, I can't. And I just went the buckle. <laughs> I was like, I can't. Like, I know what I like. I know they fit. I use them for three years. Like. You know what though, hundred bucks over three years is not that bad. It's not, and like especially because it's like the only pair of jeans I wear. Like it's the only pair of pants. Like I, again, I am more of a comfort over not comfort. Oh, see, I, I like I, I have to wear basically jeans at work. Mm-hmm. So I just I have like six pairs of work jeans, and then like a pair of outside of work jeans, and then a bunch of shorts. Oh, see, that's I, who I, I have I am. an ass load of gym shorts. Like I'll, I'll like <laughs> I will be rocking gym shorts probably until it snows. Oh right, I forgot. For you, that's uh, that's not going to be like in maybe A week? three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, All right. Are you ready to talk about the thing? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Sorry about talking about our clothes options, there, guys. Let's talk about John Carpenter. So Justin, 
Yes. Talk about this. This is a 20th view for you. Well, uh, I've seen it a lot. Okay. Okay. Perfect. That's not an exact number. I don't, I don't. Yeah. Sorry. I was sending a quick message there to Rachel because I realized we have another collaboration with them coming up soon. Uh, right after. Mm-hmm. But yes. right after you get back, I did not realize it was that tight. I mean, I'll, I'll be back on the 29th or the okay. 30th. I'll be back on the 30th. So this was the first time viewing for me. We talked about it before and everything. Yep. I obviously know the very iconic scene, but seeing the whole thing. Um, the Thing is a 1982 American horror sci-fi film for the master of horror himself, Mr. John Carpenter. Um, John Carpenter has been a director. We have reviewed several of his films on this podcast. And one of the very first like spotlights I ever did was on John Carpenter. Um, so if you want to hear literally everything about his career from start to current, um, go listen to that episode. Damn, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Holy fuck. Yeah, we've, we've done a lot, my friend. This is a light remake of the movie we previously reviewed on the, uh, this season, The Thing from Another World. Um, and we dove into the history of the novella that they're both kind of based on in that one. So again, just go back and check that out. The film has a stellar cast, and the three I wanted to highlight are Kurt Russell, yep. Keith David, and Wilford Brimley. So Kurt Russell is one of like my favorite actors ever. Um, like I just love him. He's in a lot of Carpenter films, such as Escape from New York and L.A., Big Trouble in Little China. He was hey, in Snake Mir- Plissken. Yep. Yeah. He was in uh, Miracle. I don't know that movie. It's a hockey movie about the American team beating the Russians during the Cold War. It's a uh, cool, uh, cool, yeah. Uh, Death Proof. Okay. Oh yeah, that's I forgot for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> the Hateful Eight. Yep. Probably my favorite Tarantino movie. And Guardians of the Galaxy 2 as Ego, the living planet. Oh, I didn't know. I don't think I've actually seen the second one. It's good. It's good. I still marvel at the fact that James Gunn was able to make Ego a functioning character. I'm surprised he didn't bring up the Christmas Chronicles, by the way, because he was Santa Claus. I haven't seen that. I did see that, but I, you know I honestly only reference things that honestly, I've like, seen. It's actually pretty good. Okay, I'll check it out. I'll take a note of it. Uh, Keith David, another actor that I love. Yeah, he has starred in films like Armageddon, Dead Presidents. There's something about Mary. How'd you get the pork about the beans, son? If you have seen that, you you know yeah. he was in the yeah. TV show Community. He also has done a lot of voice acting work, which I didn't quite realize. He was on shows like Gargoyles and Rick and Morty, and he was in video games like mm-hmm. Saints Row. Yeah, I know. He was, he was Keith David in Saints Row. And yeah. uh, the two good Final Fantasy Dissidia games. I didn't know there was any good ones. The first two are, are a blast. On the oh, PSP, okay. like, they are legitimately like fun to like sit and grind out by yourself. Okay. I, I never played the online component of it, so I can't comment to that, but like, like when I was at West Point... Like I yeah. literally had like six hundred hours into oh, the first and into both those games combined. Yeah, I I, I did not know that. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, it's yeah, a, he, he was. They are um, a lot of fun. He um, was also in a Mass Effect. Oh, uh, I was going to say that he's the Arbiter. Oh, well, in Halo. Yeah. he's also in Mass Effect. That's what I know it, better. So, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. I get it. <laughs> and then we have Wilfred Brimley, and he is probably best known for Diabetes. In the Liberty Mutual commercials. Yeah, I, I don't get those here, I don't think. Oh, man, you're missing out. We'll have, we'll have to find a YouTube video for you. We should, I wish I had told you to put that on the soundboard. Uh, uh, oh, no. We also had roles in The China Syndrome, The Natural, and Cocoon. Oh, uh, man, Cocoon. That sounds familiar. I don't think I've ever actually, actually seen it, mm-hmm. but that sounds familiar. Production on the film lasted 12 weeks. It took place on refrigerated sets in Los Angeles, as well as some shots uh, in British Alaska. Columbia. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. And go British ahead. Columbia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 1.5 million of the total budget was spent on the special effects and creature work, and that's actually where the majority of my background is going to kind of focus on. So I think. Rob, so Rob Botton was the guy um, behind the scenes. He has worked on other films such as The Fog, Robocop, Total Recall, Seven, Fight Club, and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I've, I've seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, yes. 
Okay. Well, have you seen the other <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure you've seen Seven and Fight Club and stuff. Like, there's no oh, way you haven't. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I, I, I wasn't sure if you were like the, no, no, the I, look I was, was for Fear and Loathing. Uh, when Bowden joined the project, the film was already in pre-production and no design had actually been settled on for the creature. Carpenter wanted the thing to be one static creature, but Bowden pushed back and thought it should be ever changing and constantly molding. At one I time, think they Bowden did. had 35 people working under him to develop the thing. And he has said that managing all these people was the hardest part of his job. Stan Winston was brought in to help specifically with the dog assimilation scene. Um, Winston has four Academy Awards and people probably know him for Predator, Jurassic Park, the Terminator series, Edward Scissorhands, amongst others. In designing the thing's different forms, Bond explained that the creature had been all over the galaxy. This allowed it to call on different attributes as necessary, such as the stomachs that transform the giant mouths and the spider legs... Um, Bolton said the pressure he experienced caused him to dream about working on designs, some of which he kept notes after he woke up from taking, like, falling asleep. So he'd have dreams and write about, like, the dream monsters that he was creating. Diabetes. Diabetes. There, there it is. Go. You got it. Diabetes. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was doing. That's why I was like, oh, shit, he's talking to me. Sorry. Thank you. One abandoned <laughs> idea included a series of dead baby monsters, but the studio thought that was going to be too gross. Yeah, that's fair. I get Bowden that. Bowden <laughs> admitted that he had no idea how his designs would be implemented practically, but Carpenter never rejected him. Carpenter said, what I didn't want to end up with was a, in this movie was a guy in a suit. Uh, yeah, and I, I mean, we'll get into it, but great call. According to um, sources, Botten was very sensitive about his designs and worried about the film showing too many of them. At one point, as a preemptive move against censorship, Bond suggested making the creature violent transformations and the appearance of the internal organs more fantastical using bright colors. The decision was made to tone down the color of blood and viscera, although much of the film had been completed by that point. The creature affects use of materials, uh, fried materials including mayonnaise, cream corn, microwave bubblegum, and KY jelly. Yeah, those monsters were uh, something. During filming, Botten was only 21 years old. He was hospitalized for exhaustion, double pneumonia, and a bleeding ulcer caused by the extensive workload. Bond explained he would hoard the work, opting to be directly involved in many of the complicated tasks. His dedication to the project saw him spend over a year living on the Universal lot. I mean, you know what? <laughs> that I mean, it was I I I think it looked really good. So I mean, you know. We'll definitely talk about that in cinematography, 100%. Yeah. The movie, which I was actually shocked to find out, was destroyed by critics on release. Yeah, it also was like a instant junk, a wretched excess, and some calling it the most hated film of all time. Yeah, didn't it like bomb too? Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Many think the success of E.T., with the alien being portrayed as like friendly and everything, yeah, um, directly shot in the face of the thing, which we'll talk about, is very nihilistic. Yeah, we're, and we're didn't, following that trend. Didn't like the I, I I was doing a little bit of reading yesterday and didn't like the director of the original, like the another the thing from another world, like disown this movie basically. I did not know that, but what a duke. Yeah, because uh, I can tell you which one I prefer. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, obviously, this has changed as time went on. Shot on a budget of $15 million. The film grossed only $19.6 million at the box office. Um, but I think it's really important to note, like, not only was it panned then, now it's loved. Like, it spawned spinoffs, a 2000-level prequel, the same name, a board game, a haunted house, a video game, which I would be very intrigued about. Yeah, so I I will say after kind of watching this now, because this is the first time I've rewatched it since we started the show, Mm -hmm. I think we definitely need to play the thing. What's it on? Uh, PS2. I would like to. I mean, if if it's about trying to figure out who's who, I I think it could be fun. From what I understand... um, Sorry, enemies come in main varieties. One of the main features of the thing's gameplay is the inclusion of multiple NPCs who join Blake at various points throughout the game. At any one time, the player can control. Sorry, I'm just kind of trying to. You're good. You're good. 
Oh yeah, no. Uh, basically, they will trust or distrust you, and I believe the game infe- uh, features an infection system, which determines whether or not an NPC is infected by the thing. Yeah, see, I, I think that by itself is very intriguing. Yeah, same. All right, so it's my time to step up to the plate and do a 60-second summary. Yes. Are you ready? I think so. Give All me right, a countdown, well, and I will go. Okay. Uh, three, two, one, go. So the film starts off with some Swedes or Norwegians, it doesn't matter, they're one of the two, are hunting down a dog across the plat- um, across the Antarctic ice shelf. Um, they take it up onto the U.S. base, and they land their plane, trying to shoot it, and they drop a grenade, blow the grenade up on accident, and then the other guy gets shot. Um, basically, then they fly, um, being led by Kurt Russell, they fly a trip out there to see what's going on at the old base and find a bunch of mutilated bodies, and they're trying to figure out what the hell is happening. They lock the dog up with the other dogs, and that dog then decides to turn into this monstrous hellscape and kill the other dog, which I was not ready for. It was very brutal, and I was sad. Um, so basically we come to find out that there's this thing that can assimilate and take over human bodies look exactly the same. You don't even know if you're the thing. So after trying to figure out who is infected, similar to what happens in the faculty with the drugs, this time it's with fire and blood, um, the people start getting knocked off one by one by one. The film ends with Kurt Russell and Keith David sitting and staring at each other after blowing up the whole space, thinking to kill the thing, not knowing if they're infected, and be like, well, what do we do now? We sit and wait. So I have a question for you. Before we even get into actually breaking it down, do you think either of them were infected, and who do you think it was? If you I, said, I knew you were going to ask me because Rachel asked me, and, I, and I, I hedged my bet. Okay. I want to live in a world where neither of them are. Okay, interesting. Interesting. If one was, I think it would be Keith David, but since we obviously reviewed Evasion of the Body Snatchers recently, and like we never saw um that character get changed like we don't know um but i choose to live in the world where neither of them are and the next morning someone saw the explosion and came and rescued them and everything's good do you want to hear my theory which apparently i so i michelle and i were talking about it after we watched and we kind of each said our answer she thought um oh my god kurt russell and i thought keith david uh and we looked it up to see if there's an actual answer is there and, an actual uh, answer? Uh, no. Okay. But I believe that it is Keith David because, and I have a reason, Kurt Russell was making Molotov cocktail underground. He then got Keith David to drink one of those when he handed them the booze to see if he would drink it like like there was a uh, Wasn't fuel. it just whiskey? No, it was one of the bottles that he had underground that originally had a rag in it. I mean, it could be a different bottle, but it was the same color and the same shape. So I, I think that it was... Oh, that's uh, interesting. He, that's interesting. So I, so I think he was testing... I will have to go back and rewatch yeah. because that is an interesting... He, even just watch, like, basically from when he gets... Uh, uh, Kurt Russell gets left alone down down in the underground. You can see him. He's by, like, the bo- like the plunger and two bottles Yeah, that have rags in them. And then one of those bottles is what he because he doesn't drink from it i noticed that i did notice that yeah and he gives it straight to him and i think it's to see his reaction upon drinking the alcohol or drinking the fuel or whatever should uh that's what i think anyways that's 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 actually good points so let's talk plot okay i am once again so happy that we have reviewed these movies in the order that we have yeah, because I think it continually. I think we're just building to this moment, honestly. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now, now see, this is why uh, when I found out the thing from another world is like the thing that we watched. Yeah, because we included this the Carpenter week. quote when we reviewed that. Yeah, like that's why I was kind of like, oh, this is the basically the original the thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to be awesome. Well, you were ready for the 1950s version of a guy in a suit with some very cool practical effects. Yeah. And, uh, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. But no, honestly, I mean, I think the plot here is, I mean, I think it's really like, it's weirdly open. 
especially like at the end, you know, obviously not knowing who, what, what is going on, mm-hmm. but I think it's like, it's very spot on. And I love it. Like, like I said, it is amazing. Yeah. Like I've said so many times, like alien invasion stories like this, just, yeah. they just tickle some part of my lizard brain and I love them. And yeah. We've talked about before we reviewed the movie before the faculty is one of like the movies that i consider that really got me to love horror and it's this do you know what i mean yeah i mean it really it really is yeah yeah and it's it's the vision of the body snatchers it's the puppet master it's it's all those things built to this point and i to go back and finally watch this movie and again i kind of knew about it but like not knowing who's who and all the great red herrings and, like, you think the guy who was with the dog was definitely infected with him for so long. And then he ends up getting shot in the head and they test his blood and he wasn't. Like, there's just... It's just so brilliantly done. And, like, the red herrings never feel, like, overly forced or, like, or like a wasting of your time. Like they, like, they all seem realistic. They all seem plausible. Yeah. And I... I love it. And I think what you brought up in the first question you asked me, and I think kind of, like, hedges, like, right now... I think just the basic premise that like we don't know the ending and instead of it being super nihilistic like Invasion of the Body Snatchers where it's like Jesus yeah. Christ at least here like I can I can you can live in a world and that, choose yeah. to live in a world where they're both not infected yeah see and, and like the other thing too is um, I mean I've seen this a bunch of times so I, I obviously like I, I've watched it with like different groups of people and yeah. like had conversations about it a bunch but like we also don't know if this is, I mean, obviously it happened at the Norwegian base, but it also might not be just this base because yeah. um, Windows, I can't remember his actual name, but I just remember they I called him Windows. Windows, yes. <laughs> oh, there's Windows and Mac. So, Windows you know, and but, Mac and Childs. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Uh, but but Windows was unable to get a hold of any other. Yeah, it was like, they had places. no idea. We, we, we yeah. know that it was the Swedes or the Norwegians or one of those yeah. Scandinavian bastards. Who decided to unearth the thing? But, but that might have not been the only one, right? Like it could it have been dog, happening to other bases. Away, yeah. Were there other dogs that got away and ran to other bases? Because I can tell you right now, I'm a sucker for dogs. So this is okay. I, we'll we'll put a we'll, we'll put a pin in this, but we need to talk about watching the thing from like 2011. I think we should. I think we should tuck it behind the paywall. And we should do it when we have a little bit more time after your wedding and everything and just review it and throw it back there. Unless think, you want to complete the full circle. I think we need to. Okay. Because. Oh, I, I've never seen it. I'll add it. I think it's okay. Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it. I think she's like the main character, isn't she? Um, yeah, I, I'm trying. I'm quickly Googling to see if what I'm try- about to tell you was. Um. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm just going to tell you this. Uh, no, no, I'm not. I know it's a prequel. Okay, well, yeah, that's what I was looking up to see. It is basically the it's Norwegian. Uh, Norwegian. Yeah, yeah, it is the base that Again, the dog like, comes from. I may from. not have seen these movies, but I am a, I <laughs> yeah, am a student of that's horror, fair. and I'm on Twitter and have read enough listicles to, <laughs> to know that's certain fair. things. I have only ever seen the 2011 one once i would watch it so if, i if, think if it, if it had even def- half of the the ambiance and just the stress and not knowing who to trust of this movie i am sold i think we should i i think it's i think it would be worth our time yeah and i'll tell you i have no cons i love I, yeah. the plot for this was just astounding. oh dude uh, even just like the tension you feel in that blood scene is I like it, dude. i <sighs> love that so and they're all tied to the chair, and the dude starts freaking out. <laughs> and the next time after they actually test each one, they let him go. Like, oh my yeah. god! And then like when uh, McCready is like locked out in the shed, and he's like, and the guy found the underwear and is like trying to figure like it's him. And he comes in, he's holding the bomb. Like, it's just like it starts off like, why is this helicopter hunting the dog? Kind of goofy, yeah. funny, whatever. And as soon as it puts its foot down, it just goes and it does not let up. And again, but that's what Carpenter is good at. Like Carpenter, yeah, no, like, does good, what do you think about the job. original Halloween? What makes that movie so special? And it's the reason why we keep coming back to it. And it's the reason why Pete, like Rob Zombie tried to remake that feeling is just a sense of dread of his yeah. overwhelming dread. You may not see the shape. You may not know the shape is there. 
We do not know the shape is actually dead at the end or whatever. It's just he's there. Well, and, and, and they even have um, oh, Blair. Blair, I think, is his name. Put that thought into your head when he was like, "How long were you alone with the dog?" Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and all, like all, the, all the second he says all the that, it's like that don't. Yeah. Sometimes it goes somewhere. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. So good. Like I, I have no cons. This is a ten. Like I, 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 I it's a ten for me too. Like it, it's. I love uh, there. There's a reason this movie is a classic, and I mean it, it's still. I, I honestly mean, I the think it's still really I, I, I wish I had more time. I wanted to go back and read reviews that came out at the time because I honestly don't know between the plot and cinematography, like why this would be panned. Um, I can. Uh, I think I actually have a review up here if you want me to read it. No, no, we don't need to do that to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Carpenter was called a pornographer of violence. Dude, Halloween's more gory than this movie. Yep. <laughs> Man, what would those slander? Think if they were to be breach sat of down? contract, fraud, and deceit. Like it's wild. What would these people it's do if we sat them down and told them to watch the Human Centipede or like one of the later Saw movies? Oh yeah, no. It, it, they, they, I, they don't, I don't. I don't get they would it. Die yeah. In their chairs. yeah. Cinematography. Um. I want to talk my only con first. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And then just have pros galore. Okay. I did not like how many fade to blacks there were. Yeah, it was, it was very, not even like jump cutty, but like there were a lot of cuts. It made it feel like like TV movie-ish, if that's the way. This, like I'm yeah. sure it was a way to, like, to pass time and to have things yeah. like happen that we didn't see happen, and I do get that. Yeah, because like, it happened uh, a little bit too much for me. I, I, I do agree with you. I, I mean, I... It definitely was to show the passage of time because I know Kurt Russell at one point in time said like, "Oh, the storm's going to hit us in six hours." Yep. It was fade to black, and then he going him going, "The storm's been hitting us hard for forty eight hours, or four two, or like something, it's a couple of hours." So it's clearly been like half a day kind of thing where nothing happened. And I I do get that though. It was very <laughs> cutty, I guess. There there were just a lot of cuts. Yeah, it was it was it was too much for me, but but that con to the side. Hot damn! Right, like let's talk about like the rest of the movie first, and then we'll get okay. into the creature stuff. Okay, because obviously I, I mean, have a bunch of time there too. I one of my favorite. Was, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say. I mean, we've kind of already talked about it a bit. It my favorite. My favorite scene in this movie is the blood scene. See, I think it is for me too. I I. I think if I hadn't like known from like all the listicles and like the top 100 series movie moments of all time or whatever, the the shock scene, like, yeah. that would have gotten me. But like even besides that, it's like the actors are just so committed to playing the roles that they're in. Like yep. Keith David, like like when he thinks that um, McCready is infected and he's like, hold the bomb and all that stuff's going on, like. It's just all done so well, and Brimley locked up outside in the shed. Like, I'm ready to come back inside now. Like, I'm not going to be crazy anymore. Can I? Can I please come back inside? But like, he went crazy because like, like he like, was right. Like, duh. Like, if they got yeah. out of there, it was going to take over the world in like 27 days or something like that. Like, it was insane. And I don't know. I just the the way the film was shot and the way the camera like amplified tension and everything. I was just all in on. And yeah, I, I thought it was great. I mean, I, I think it's a it's a fantastically balanced, st- stressful movie. I mean, you're constantly unsure of the char- the characters. You, I mean, obviously, and I think it's the way the camera. Obviously, it's the plot, but it's also the way the camera shoots it. Oh, absolutely! Like, I yeah, there's like some funny CGI UFO coming in at the very start, but it was like half a you second. Forget that in a second. Yeah. It's half a second, and it you know what? It still looked better than uh, Event Horizon. Um, but but honestly, like it, without talking about the creature stuff, because I feel like that's going to be a, the biggest part of this. I I constantly you feel isolated, isolated like they do, and I I think it does. The, the movie does such a good job of like every single movie amplifying that, that I've watched. I've always been impressed by the way he handles the camera. Yeah, it's. It's like bewildering. It's 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 so good. Yes. Great. How about the creature features? Oh hell yeah. So, I think my favorite 
special effect. Okay. It's gonna be crazy because there's so many good ones. Is when um the the doctor is shown to be alive and he captures Carrie in that room and he pushes his hand against his face and starts putting his fingers underneath the skin. Like Yep. That was the fact that he's like practical effects and there was no gore, but like it was Dude, that was one of the coolest things I have seen in a movie in a very, very, very long time. Maybe upon a rewatch, it wouldn't be as cool to me. But dude, (laughs) I saw that and I was like, holy shit, that is fucking cool. Like that is, and that is such a small scene in a movie filled with some of the greatest practical effects I think we have seen on this podcast. Oh, I mean, hands down, like, it is really hard to choose a favorite. Because, I mean, even, let's say, for example, we were just looking at the scene everybody knows with the the shock paddles. I can't remember what they're called. The defibrillators. Yeah, the defibrillators. There we go. Thank you, Justin. And, like, obviously, yes, when he sticks his hands in, it's CGI. It still looks really good. Because then immediately... Well, yeah, like the the thing opening and his hands going. I didn't down even notice it. it. It looked good. I mean, it looked so good that, the whole that's time. the thing. It's like it, it it's like a, a very brief CGI. Just basically like when it opens, it's yeah. CGI, and then it like as soon as it closes. I mean, it's it's practical. You can see it, right? He pulls his arms back, and there's just fucking bones <laughs> and blood everywhere. Like even oh God, all of the creature work in here is in in here is amazing. It's very like. At first, I want to say like Silent Hill esque, just because it's got that very dark weirdness to it. But yeah. like my favorite, my favorite, honestly, is probably the dog. I know it's like unfortunately graphic. Uh, so to the dog, I dogs. was fine with the dog after it transformed. I just didn't like seeing the puppies being hurt. Yeah, it, it is a rough uh, thing to see. But when it, like Carpenter all the things start, like, you think he's oh, killing yeah. dog like every single movie I've watched of his. <laughs> But like when the like the little tendrils start coming out and like just kind of whipping around wildly, like it's and that was something that Bob said that I was reading about. It's like he the way he thought about it is that this thing had been to so many worlds and seen so many creatures and assimilated so many times that it was going to take on what it felt was the best features from each of the world. Like it would fit in when it needed to, but in a time where it needed to spread or attack or whatever, it was going to do what it had to be done, and. I thought they did a great job and like with the dog with the tendrils and then the humans changing and just like the stomach mouth and the spider head. Like, it's just so Fantastic. good, Justin. It's just Fantastic. so good. Like on another level of good. I agree. I, I it's I, I honestly do not think we have seen practical effects on this level. Like we have seen scenes that are really good and we've seen really cool like camera techniques, like think about the birds, right? We've seen really yeah. interesting camera techniques. But like Well the, but that's the thing is this is like front to end packed, like packed with effects. And they all look really good. I and think that was, the bottom was really smart in choosing to do like the neon colors for the gore instead yeah. of blood. Because I think it would have had a little bit less of effect if there was none of that. Well, and, and it gave it like a little like alienness to it, right? Like a little it, bit of, yeah, it, yeah. It reminded you that yes, this thing is. I mean, obviously, because it looks otherworldly. Invasion but... of the Body Snatch. Remember when um, they smash open the head that came out of the pod? Yeah. Um, like it was gore. It was like bloody, bloody gore. But yeah. in this one, it wasn't. And I think that this actually works a little better because I think it's important to remember that these are alien monsters, not not human so yeah. i gave it a nine and a half i lifted off a half a point because i thought that the cuts the the fade of blacks were just a little bit too numerous for me uh i gave it a 10 totally understandable audio um the score is good but it's not like memorable like halloween yeah but it's, it's not it's, it's, yeah, good. it's, it's definitely like, not yeah i would say it's like a conjuring level where it's good if you hear it you'll recognize it but it's not something like you seek out like jigsaw yes. um, theme, hello Zep or the Halloween theme. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it, it's definitely like, it's a good theme and it fits the movie incredibly well, but it's not 
it's I'm not, I'm not going to be adding it to like a Spotify playlist or anything exactly like that. exactly yeah. Um, put that aside. The acting across the board is fantastic. I Hands love down. like what's it, like John Carpenter like allowing Keith David to have such a big role. Like he was so good in it, and then Kurt Russell was great. Every single actor was just fantastic. Like I apparently like they were trying to figure out how to determine like they're asking Carpenter how to know like how to act if they were possessed. And he said, "Don't act differently." Like, act like your character. Because you don't know. Your character doesn't know that you're possessed. Interesting. Which is, like, it's what he kept telling. It was, like, your character does not know that they are the thing. Okay. Interesting. That's actually really cool. <laughs> really fucking smart idea. Yeah, because, like, then, like, yeah. I mean, obviously, in the script, they would know. But, like, they don't know yeah. in, like, in the moment. And I think that that was really, really, really brilliant. And yeah, it's, no, it's I agree. hard. We, we talked about this before when it comes to audio when it's, like, so good. But, like... I have no complaints. I think there's a like really really great lines, and just the way the actors played off each other. Um, I thought it was brilliant. I just I have nothing negative to say. I loved it. Yeah, either do I. Yeah, I mean I loved it as well. Nine, and again the one point coming off is just we talk about the score and trying to delineate yeah. the scores from each other. Yeah, I, I also gave it a nine. Just again that theme, you know. It's good. It's great. It fits the movie fantastically, oh, but yeah. it's not going to be something I remember for a while. You know, especially since we know that Carpenter, when he's on point, makes Halloween. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How scary. Um. So you've seen this several times. So do you want to go first, or want me to go first? I mean, honestly, I think that. So I, I, it's been three and a half, four years since I've seen it. Uh-huh. I, I think it is still one of the most like scary movies uh we have definitely seen on the show uh i mean they do a great job of you know you don't know who's infected i mean even this time i was like oh yeah man i feel like i forgot that that guy was the thing um i i think they do a good a great job at doing that they do they do good a good job of making you feel isolated i think specifically the like corpse that they find at the other base with like the two faces Mm -hmm. is terrifying um I, honestly like even though i've seen this a bunch i still get the chills from it uh it's it still it hits me deep in my core and there's still things that a bit that, in it that freak me out um i'm very interested to see where it's gonna land for you because it was a first watch but yeah no it, it's it's still chilling and like terrifying to me so the only person who I knew was infected was the guy who got fibroided with the chest yeah. thing. That was the only okay. person I knew who was infected because of knowing that scene. Yeah. I will tell you when I thought for a second that McCready was infected because it made sense why he would be like everything yeah. added up and just that tension and that stress. Like I've said it several times just in this episode alone, that is what about invasion horror does it for me. And yeah. I think it's similar because obviously when we've re- reviewed and talked about like zombies, right? There's a lot of social commentary going on. And I think there's a yeah. lot of really brilliant social commentary going on with invasion and not knowing who to trust and not knowing who's been taken over and infected and everything. And I think like you can apply that to so many situations today, like not only just like with COVID and everything, but with everything going on, you know? And there's just something so powerful about having like like being out with your buddies trusting everybody implicitly just like doing your job to to just not being able to trust the person you're there with anymore yeah and to be isolated and to be stuck out there and to have this grotesque brutal monster chasing you down yeah i mean it's wild like i i think especially for like a movie that came in in the 80s where I don't really think they were trying to... I mean, they don't rely on, like, jump scares or anything, really. No. The only, like, quote-unquote jump scare I can think of... Would be the blood. Is, yeah, the blood. And even that, it's like it's like an initial moment that builds into a bigger scene. Yeah. Yeah. And, again, like this... I've talked, obviously, we reviewed the faculty. Yeah. And I've talked about how formative that was for me like thinking that the parents yeah. aren't actually humans and your friends like, getting taken over and and 
And to see it done like this, because the faculty, I love it. I scored it the way I scored it. I'm standing by it. But <laughs> to see it done in a way like this by someone who's like the master class director of that horror. he is, like yeah. John Carpenter, and with the acting power that he got to bring onto this like across the board. Not that the yeah. faculty cast is bad, but just looking at this cast by itself. This is without a doubt one of the scariest things we reviewed on this podcast. And I think anybody who watches it and doesn't feel that way is just a cynical dick. Yeah. I mean, I agree. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm all for people have their own opinions, but I truly don't know how you don't watch this and how it doesn't just like mess with some part of your brain and make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Sorry. I keep yelling. I'm so You're good. It's, it's I getting late. Sore, really. We've had a long yeah. week. So for how scary, I actually gave it an elusive 10. I did as well. And I'm not looking at the scores this week because I know you like to reveal. <laughs> oh, man. Do you have any like special like like drumbeat music on that? Uh... Oh, oh, I got just the thing. Diabetes, 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 diabetes. <laughs> I can't believe I've heard that before. No, I... I... So here, all right, plot. I gave it a 10, you gave it a 10. Cinematography, I gave it a nine and a half, you gave it a 10. For audio, I gave it a nine, so did you. And for how scary, both gave it 10s. That gives it a Here's Johnny final score of a 97. And Justin, we have a new top dog. Good. Put I mean, noise. Uh, diabetes, diabetes. Perfect. Diabetes, diabetes. Give a crap if you covered yourself in peanut butter and had a 15 order <laughs> gangbang. Diabetes, diabetes. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's the new number one. Gerald's game has been passed. I mean, I, I've been waiting for us to, ever since we started the aliens, this was like, okay, once we get there, I mean, I knew something big was going to happen because it's the thing. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm glad that you, I'm glad you saw the light. Oh, there is no way you couldn't. Like I, like I said, like I do believe people can have their own opinions and we actually, we, we stress that on this show. Like you are allowed to yeah. feel how you want to feel. This movie it, 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 I was not joking when I said it blew my mind that people shat on this when it came out because I don't understand yeah. how. Like I, I honestly don't. Outside of the critiques I said, where the score isn't like on the level of like some of the big dogs and yeah. all the fade to blacks, like this will be a movie I watch constantly because this is the kind of horror, especially when it comes to alien horror, that I love. Yeah, and, and I'm serious. Rewatch the ending of it, and like I, I want to see. Didn't, I, I knew it was booze, but I didn't realize it was a Molotov, and that just literally changes everything about how I was approaching it. <laughs> well, and, and it's funny because I kind of forgot about that, and then last night when we were, I was watching it, it was like, oh wait, but he didn't drink from it first. Okay, and then I had to like rewind it and like watch it again and rewind it. And, like I watched the ending of this movie last night like four times. <laughs> oh man, I just realized something. What's up? Bye-bye, Halloween 2018. Halloween 2018 has fallen out of the top 10. But still with an 87. That's... <laughs> yeah, I mean... Still really Alien good. Isolation isn't in the top 10. That was probably the scariest game I played in the podcast. It had issues in other spots, but when it came to the scary, it was the scariest game we played in the podcast. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll move the numbers up and figure it out and fix them, but... Yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. But yeah. All right, Justin. So with all that being said, we are going to play a commercial from Member Podcast, the Kaleidoscope Media Network, and head on into the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters. Sociopathic villains. Cold-blooded murders. And nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. I did not know what the movie was going to be that would dethrone Gerald's game. I'm glad it's this one. I did not expect it to be this one. I won't lie. Like, I, yeah. I didn't know what it was going to be, but when I sat down to watch this, I knew I was going to be impressed, but I did not think it was going to be something that was going to to take a shot at the king like that. 
And well, and, and I mean, you've had years of it probably being built up, right? So when when you have those high expectations, it's it's harder to hit. Yeah, and I I will for sure say though that I am I'm very 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 impressed by what what I saw, and I'm really really grateful. Yeah. Um, Justin. If you give me a few seconds, I am going to actually edit our top 10 and reveal to the audience what that is. Okay. All right, Justin. For the audience, there was no pause. (laughs) For you, there was some. So I actually did this the way they do it for golf. So, like, if there's a tie for third place, like there's two people in third place, then the next place after the tie is fifth. Yeah. Just to make the top 10 a little bit more prestigious. Yeah. Number one is the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Number yes. two is Gerald's game. Number three is Resident Evil Two remake. Yeah. Tied in fourth, twenty eight days later in Gremlins. Yeah. Tied in six is a three way tie: Dead Space Two, Scream, Shaun of the Dead. Tied in ninth, Resident Evil Seven Biohazard and What We Do with the Shadows, and tied in tenth, The Conjuring. Doctor Sleep and Jaws. This was was this just your way of getting Last of Us Part Two out of the top ten? Uh, actually, no. That was that was that was unintended because I wanted to keep Blair Witch. In an ideal world, I would have kept Blair Witch in the top ten. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, honestly, I did it this way because I think it's just a little bit cleaner. Yeah, no, I I agree. It is, and I mean, there's. Well, there's 14 spots. But you need. So I'm looking at it, and if you notice, the majority of the bottom of our master rankings is video games. And the majority of the the top is movies. Okay, but look. So the bottom is uh, (laughs) Marcus Marcus, a game I did not want to play, Vampire Hunter D, and another game I did not want to play. You nominated Vampire Hunter D. (laughs) I know. I I, I said vampire. Hunter I will take Blair Witch Rust and Par on the chin. That was all my idea, and I still want to play no, the I... other two. But oh God, no. Vampire Hunter D was definitely you. Oh, Resident Evil vampire... Six is something we just had to get through. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. A game I didn't want to play, Resident Evil Six. But yeah, the, and the, then, the last two are are if you want... specials. Man, I, man I, I'm telling you, because once we finish Silent Hill, I would. We'll talk, but I have another series that I think we Bioshock? hit like that. No, no, God, no, oh, God, no. I thought it was gonna be Bioshock. Okay, Justin, no, I, I don't. One hundred and forty things on the show. And that's Jesus not including Christ. books or anything. Or lost episodes. Oh wait, no, I think the lost episodes are in there. A couple of them are. Yeah, I think all the lost episode scores exist. And the Final Fantasy one. Yeah, that, did we do two of them? Yeah, we, did we did two, two of them. them. We did our favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the rest of them. We, we did our we did our favorites. It's all that matters. Oh, and, and there's uh, is are the shows in there as well? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I, maybe. Yeah, there's a lot then. We've done a lot, man. We've we have covered a lot of ground. All right, guys. Sorry for the nostalgia there. Next week is Night of the Creeps. <laughs> That is a forced entry from one of our patrons, Rachel, obviously over at yeah. Zombie Girls. Um, I have not seen it before. Have you? I've never even heard of it before. Okay, so good. I, I like fresh ones. Um, that's all we have. The thing was fantastic. I will figure out a way, Justin, to get the thing 2011 on to the list. Um, I'll keep an eye out for the game. If I can pick up the game, I think maybe we should just add that into and just downpour. Huh? Well, downpour, downpour for sure. But I was talking. Oh, oh the, the thing. thing. Game. Yes. Yeah. I. I think. Um. Either way, I'm. I'll, I'll wait until post honeymoon, but uh, I might look into. I I might just like try and play it and see what it's like, and if it's good, I might push for it a little harder. But if it's not good, I'll just say no. Nah, don't worry. Yeah, just let me know. I I totally trust you. I mean, I, okay. I there has not been a game we've played that you did not pre warn me was going to be brutal. <laughs> Alright guys, that's yeah. all we have for this week. We appreciate all you as always. Congratulations to the new number one piece of media on the podcast. And until next time... Diabetes. Diabetes. I had to get one last one in Perfect. There. Stay scary. <laughs> the Here's Johnny podcast 
is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny Podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, you guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.